0: Show number 116 of Look at His Butt, LT and J.K. Talk Trek. Surprise! Yay, here we are. Uh, I, I think we should start off at the outset by saying this is going to be a, a slightly shorter episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, done because we have a little bit of time pressure and we do want to get this out and then maybe do some more so that we can keep putting these episodes out. So that people can keep listening to to them. To feed the hungry maw of our public. It's true, because they're so demanding, we just can't take a break.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I do have a surprise. Yay! Another surprise. Woohoo! Um, They just announced that the remastered Season 3 DVDs (gasps) are coming out. Yay! And one of the special features is, I think, just for you. (gasps) That's really great. So they announced that on that there was something yeah. on the DVD, a special feature, called Where No Fan Has Gone Before. Yeah. And apparently that confused some people, and it certainly confused <laughs> me, because that's the name of the Futurama episode. Oh, right, right, yeah. That has all the Startup people, so everybody's going, the Futurama episode is in it. Well, no, I don't know if that was a typo and instead of being fan it was supposed to be man. Mm-hmm. But it is a reference to where no man has gone before because the special feature on the DVD yeah. is that original cut. Oh! <gasps> With Mitchell Cruz in the <gasps> hall. Well, it said it's an alternate cut, but it said it has some deleted <sighs> scenes and different camera angles. Remember that overhead? Yes. So I'm thinking that's oh, what it's got to be. Oh, I so want to see that. Okay, so the first thing
0: I have to do is to grab that thing of Mitchell swinging down the hall and put it up on YouTube. Oh, yeah.
1: But, oh but put the Saturday Night Fever music to it. <laughs> that Yay! John Travolta walks to totally, at the beginning. Totally,
0: yes. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. <gasps> If, if that's
1: it. I mean, I am surmising.
0: That is so exciting. Wow. I am very, very jazzed about that. I that's
1: know. fantastic. I don't think they'll go to all the trouble of cleaning, cleaning it up. But to
0: have it yeah. on a DVD. Oh, that would be great. Wow. That's awesome. Isn't that amazing? That is great. And then we'll just share it with everybody because everybody needs to see that. They, they
1: totally do. And I was thinking about that and i was thinking you know he in that episode in that very short mm-hmm. that one episode's the only one Gary Mitchell's in and he's such a pussy hound and i figured out why uh-huh. um they didn't know fully what they had in William Shatner mm-hmm. yet and they figured, well we got to you know get some sex in here somewhere or the implications, so we'll, we'll get uh-huh. this other guy who uh-huh. is also a sec- who is a sex machine uh-huh. and uh, and then they killed him off and it was like well, have got Bill. I mean,
0: you've got Bill. You have to do it. Now, here's the thing. I wonder if, um, while they were filming that episode, given that it was the pilot and all that, um, were Bill and, and Gary Lockwood having a competition at that time to see you know who could bang the most girls
1: on the set? I'm sure they were. So Because they're both... Cause that type. Because they, they are that type. so And they, they became motorcycle buddies, too. Yeah.
0: So I think that was good for the producers because they could see, first of all, that Bill was really competitive. And secondly, that they would never, ever have to worry about Captain Kirk, you know, being a sex symbol or whatever. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, phew. Yeah. It's taken care of. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And that they would always be able to get um, just a lot of different uh, guest
1: actresses on the show who wanted mm-hmm. to sleep with
0: William Shatner.
1: Or found out they wanted to <laughs> once they got there.
0: Well, they probably... It was like a job perk. I, I'm sure. I mean, come on. If you were auditioning for, for the job and you found out that you got to play opposite William Shatner, mm-hmm. he must have had such a reputation.
1: Well, I imagine so. They were lining up yeah. to get these jobs. Me, me, mm-hmm. But yeah. unfortunately, they probably had to bang Roddenberry first. I don't want to think about that. I don't either. No, but getting to bang bill. hmm.
0: Mm, That's pretty
1: good. That's pretty good. Um, I need to do another topic very quickly because I forgot it because uh, I didn't put it on the list. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so I was at the bookstore. Yeah. And as you may know Mm -hmm. or may not know, Nicholas Meyer has a book out. Oh, really? Called A View from the Bridge. And it's about his Star Trek adventures. Yes, I did read about that somewhere. Okay, so I picked it up. Oh, and, but I didn't buy it because uh-huh. I'm cheap I'm waiting for the paperback uh-huh. or f- for me to get some Fantastico coupon mm-hmm. and so I went to the index and I looked up bill <laughs> and I read the bill parts uh-huh. so I'm here to report on the bill parts oh good um, book report he, Love uh, it. yes <laughs> very <laughs> mini it's like the book report of Cliff's Notes of Cliff's <laughs> Notes is it Cliff Notes or Cliff's Cliff I it's cl- Cliff I don't remember it doesn't okay. matter <laughs> okay so um, he had some very interesting things to say uh huh and um he shed for he for me he presented some things we already knew in a different sort of light and I, th- I think he was very very gracious because he was talking about um you know he, he wrote his script for Wrath of Khan and the feedback came back that William Shatner hates it he thinks it's terrible and Nick Meyer was like Everybody's telling me how great it is and what a wonderful job I did. How could mm-hmm. he hate it? How could he hate it? You know, I, he was very upset. And, uh, and then he met with Bill. Mm-hmm. And this is what he discovered. And I think this is so very true. He said, William Shatner is, is a, a, a wonderful man, free of ego, a great listener, very interested in mm-hmm. other people and what's going on. But when it comes to Kirk, mm-hmm. he's very protective. Mm-hmm. And so he had some very strong ideas about what Kirk should and should not do and the situations he should be in. And um, and Nicholas Myers said, you know, and it turns out his concerns were easily dealt with. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a much, much stronger script for that. But for me, that's kind of like the dichotomy of Shatner. I mean, when when you, you meet him or you see him at things that are outside of the acting Mm-hmm. it's it's like he's this really, really fun guy who is really interested in, in oh, what's that? And, and mm-hmm. you know, who are you? And, and this sort of thing. But then when he's in this, okay, I'm Captain Kirk, or I'm William Shatner who played Captain Kirk mm-hmm. mode. You know, he's very standoffish. And so I just thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. The other thing I found quite interesting was um, he talked about the thing that... I think most Trekkies know, that he found that um, as Bill became bored, he gave a better performance, Mm -hmm. that they, you know, did multiple, multiple takes. And he said he was very glad he learned this early on, and his explanation was the the scene they were doing is the one where Kirk's on the bridge and about to send what Khan thinks is the Genesis device Mm -hmm. over, and he says, here it comes. And he said in the first take, Bill said it, you know, just... Really sneeringly. Mm -hmm. And so he said to him, Bill, you know, this guy's a a super genius. You say it Mm -hmm. like that, and he's going to put his shields up instantly. And so Bill toned it down a little. And, you know, they just kept doing it and doing Mm -hmm. it. And that's when he found, as Bill got bored, he didn't say he he phoned it in or anything. He said, as he became bored or tired, what we got was pure Kirk. Mm -hmm. Stripped of all frills, any... You know, Mm -hmm. almost commenting on the lines, just doing it. And he said then the trick was to try not to have Bill in any scenes with someone who was really good on the first take and (laughs) got worse and worse and worse and worse. But he also said um, that, you know, a lot of people have talked about this. And and he said, um, in the end, a director can only do so much. Mm -hmm. And that performance belongs to William Shatner. And I think, I thought, what an amazing statement to make, and what a, what a gracious, generous guy. Because so many people, when you say, yeah, but he was great in Wrath of Khan, they go, oh, yeah, but, you know, Nick Meyer knew how to wear him down, so he wasn't such mm. a super ham. Well, that may be true, but he's still giving the credit mm-hmm. to the actor. So, when I get a the super great coupon, or find it in the used bookstore, or something, I'm looking forward to reading it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But So that's my little mini book report.
0: That's really, really, really interesting. I wonder if, over the years, um, Bill has learned
1: to do that toning down himself. I think so, because you look at Boston Legal. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. And because it's a TV show, they are limited in how many takes they're going to do.
0: Yeah. So I think he's learned how to do that. I think he has. Yeah. yeah, And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking of when we were there and we saw them filming, they didn't, they didn't have to do multiple takes to get him to a point where it was what the director wanted. Mm-hmm. They had to do multiple takes uh, for various reasons because something happened in a couple of them. But he was giving different readings, mm-hmm. but not different in a way that was like from a 10 to a, yeah. to a 2. It was all around a 3. But different and interesting. Mm -hmm. Every one of them was different and interesting. That's really, that's cool. I like knowing that. Yeah.
1: And I love that bookstores nowadays don't mind if you treat them as a library. Mm -hmm. Just stand there There. flipping through. (laughs) William Shatner, page 67, Ah! you know.
0: That's great. Um, let's do one more short thing and okay. then we, and we can take a little break. Um, you want to talk about the pants? Yes. Oh, pants. I love the pants. <laughs> well, as we know, our good friends, uh, profiles in history, I'm on their mailing list. That's how I know about these Oh, things. okay. Good, good. They're an auction house in Hollywood and they're always having auctions for lots of stuff. I mean, not lots of stuff, but a lot of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And, uh, they, sometimes they do strictly science fiction oriented auctions and this one is a lot of different lots that are um, actually some of the early stuff is fantastic. There are these beautiful uh, publicity photographs from uh, silent film stars, mm-hmm. which like oh they are just gorgeous and some of them are autographed. And then there's stuff that's much more recent, including stuff up to uh, props from the Transformers movies that were out recently. Okay. And there's a bunch of Trek stuff in there. And there's a lot of really good Trek stuff, but of course the thing that I saw and immediately flipped out about and had to blog was they're selling a pair of Bill's pants. (laughs) And apparently these pants
1: come with a metal peg leg. (laughs) Yeah, it does look weird, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, That is very, very exciting. I also like that you you sent me something about this is what I really want and it was this great shot of of Kurok and Miramani (sighs) but it was a, a you know, they're laughing. I mean, yeah. they obviously weren't, uh, you know, filming right at that point. And yeah. I love pictures like that. It's great. So the, the thing that I said, this is what I really
0: want, is it's an archive of photographs going right from when Trek started all the way through to, I guess, Enterprise. And most of them are off-camera behind the scenes, people just sitting around and relaxing, and it's the collection of Richard Arnold, who I think was oh, in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, him, so Roddenberry's assistant going all the way back. Yeah. Um, and they showed that particular picture, which is a beautiful picture, and it's it's mm-hmm. like you can tell it's on really good Kodachrome film because it's so bright, you know, like, what, 40-some years later. Yeah. It's just gorgeous. So just imagine having that archive of all those pictures, and they said in the description that, it's an archive that's been used to illustrate just about every book on Star Trek that has come out since the, the show was on. Wow! So, it, all many of those, some of those pictures have been seen, but many of them have never been seen. Mm-hmm. So, oh. I was like, oh, can you imagine? Really? Of course, it, what was it, like $15,000 or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. ridiculous
1: like that. Well, here's the thing, now that we're talking about pictures in Kirak and Miramani... <laughs> Okay, my brain is really going, so listeners, somebody, you know, put your hand up and tell me what I'm talking about. Somebody went to Creation Con. Maybe it was the one at Las Vegas. Maybe it was Francine. Mm-hmm. Um, and two two women did like a panel, two of Kirk's women. And I forget who the one was, but the other was Sabrina Scharf, uh-huh. who played Miramani. Yeah. And I want to know if anybody asked her this or if anybody knows if anyone has ever asked her this what i've always noticed in that episode is every time bill kisses her she turns her head a little Mm -hmm. so she's not getting kissed on the mouth now maybe she had a cold sore or she didn't like bill she didn't like bill which is mind-boggling and and either answer i think is one she's not going to want (laughs) to give In a convention. I didn't like him. We'll get some booze. And I had a cold sore. We'll get, uh, ew, you know. Uh-huh. I would like to know. Yeah. I would like to would know. That would be a
0: good answer. Well, maybe she will be at another con, and we can go up to her autograph table and just ask her yeah, kind of one-on-one. Yeah. That'd be good. That
1: would be so great. It
0: would be good to know that. I'd like to know.
1: Speaking of cons. <gasps> yeah. You want to talk about? Yes. January 24th. 23rd, 24th. Yes. Creation con is going to be in san francisco it's at the Moscone center right probably Um, should i check that while we're you might want to check that i know the the hotel that they're you know giving you stuff you know wanting you to stay at is nearby but anyway it's such a crazy weekend on the 23rd eddie izzard is (laughs) in town yeah and we're going to that And then the next day, you leave.
0: I have to And the
1: next day, that Sunday, is when Bill is going to appear. (sighs) So I was going, oh, no. And also, I will have my wild and wonderful sister visiting, who is not a Trekkie. Mm -hmm. And I said, do you want to go to a Star Trek convention for a few hours with me? And it will be fun. And she agreed. And he, I think I conned her into it because her husband's a Trekkie. Uh-huh. And I said, you can buy him some really impressive crap, and he'll be jealous. Yeah. And, and so she said she would go. And uh, then I sent her an email saying, my husband says you have to wear a costume. And she wrote back and said, I will wear a Hello Kitty costume. <laughs> and my comment on that is, that's great. People will want to have their
0: pictures taken. <laughs> okay. San Francisco, January 23rd, 24th, is at the Weston St. Francis. That's a little weird. Um, the con is yes it's there at the it, hotel in the lobby or i guess they have big conference rooms yeah so for those of you not familiar with san francisco it's right on powell street which is right downtown mm-hmm. so easily bartable um with the, the the cable
1: car cable car
0: right there so um special guests william shatner yay uh and patrick stewart and some other people including jeffrey combs who i love um he played Yoon
1: on deep space nine mm. and he was fantastic well, you can pay mega bucks for an autograph, and you can pay mega bucks for a photo op. Yeah, um, I'm not going to do either of those mm-hmm. things, but uh, I, I am going to have so much fun introducing my sister yeah. to this very strange world, and she will be great. And then uh, she and I will do an interview, um, you know, so we can get this non-tricky. Yeah. Person who's going, why am I related to you? It's great. Well, yeah.
0: you know what? I'll give you the, the little portable recording gear. You yeah. You can take it with you, and you can, you know, do some on-the-spot stuff. And I'm pretty sure Francine will be there, and the three
1: of us will just, you know.
0: That'll be We'll awesome. rock that con. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sorry I can't go. It had to be that weekend, right? Of course. Like, what the hell? It, but, you know, I, I think Eddie Izzard may be there. He may be there. We're going to let him know about that. Yeah. I'm going to contact him via Twitter and say, dude. Well, I won't say dude, but I will, I will let him know that it's happening. Okay. All right. Let's take a little break. Okay. And then we can come back, and we've got lots more news we from have around missed. his butt. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise, its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. You looked at his butt lately? Drop us a line. Email to look at gmail.com. Comments to lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. This podcast recorded on a MacBook Pro with Audacity and GarageBand. This is TSFPN.com, the Sci-Fi Podcast Network. you found the best podcasts in the universe. So, yes, sex toys. Yay! We like sex toys.
1: This is such amazing, wonderful technology, and it has come about because we are all so scared of getting swine flu or anything. (laughs) I mean, as a society now, our greatest fear is cooties. Yeah. So, I was on the CVS website uh-huh. ordering a bunch of stuff that they never have in the store, mm-hmm. and what do I find? The Durex Vibration Rings Value Pack. <laughs> Value Pack. Wait, product details. Durex Play Vibrations is all about having fun. Whee! The Play Vibrating Ring is designed for targeted vibration, making lovemaking a more exciting experience for both partners. Each ring is designed for a single use. Disposable, fun for both partners, and easy to turn on and off. Condoms not included. <laughs> and you see, here they are. And you get um, six of them in a pack, and it costs $23.49. So... At C V S website you can buy disposable vibrating cock rings. Uh, 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 how are they powered? By little batteries? I well, I imagine since they're intended for one use, they just each need a little little
0: tiny battery. I wonder if that's ecologically sound to throw those batteries in the garbage.
1: Hmm. Hmm, I don't know. I don't
0: know. That I've never heard of that before. That's very interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so C V
1: S and Durex, they're the and ones Durex. who did the Starship Enterprise yeah. vibrator that didn't that work. Didn't work, bastards! I was furious. I was furious. Now, speaking of sex toys, yes, you were saying, oh, we got to send a, a tweet to Eddie Izzard. Yeah, there's someone else we have to send a, a tweet or a message to. Yeah, I was watching The Daily Show, mm-hmm. one of my favorite shows, and I was trying to bring the part up here on the computer, and all it kept doing was playing the damn commercial. So I cannot play you mm-hmm. and show you the thing. And I've forgotten most of the setup, but anyway. So, um, John Stewart said something like, "And it makes the the world safe for um, somebody the the something something robot dog or whatever." But anyway, so they showed a robot that looked like that one who oh, freaked you out. Yeah. Um, but he. He it. Oh, I am I am doing really <laughs> bad. But his, they had, of course, goofied him up uh-huh. to, to do all these things. And his hands, Pause. paws, his arms, uh-huh. were these, these long things that they had put on it because apparently they thought they couldn't show um, that his, um, his arms were, were big dildos or cocks. <laughs> and so John Stewart said, yeah, you know, it's very futuristic, blah, 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 lightsaber dildos. To write to him and say my friend made me one. Uh huh. Runs on USB. Uh huh.
0: Send him the pictures. I
1: will send him the pictures. Oh, that would and be awesome. And then pulses in time yeah. with the music. Yeah. Totally. Lightsaber
0: dildo. It's it's been done. Yeah. And we did it. We did it. Wow. That's great. You should totally send him that. I want to be on the Daily Show. Okay. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know if 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 I later end up finding that clip somewhere, I'll send it to oh, you because. Yeah. That'd be great. I just was not having much luck (laughs) with that. Um, Speaking of sex. (laughs) Yes. Oh, wait. Can I say one more thing about sex? Of course. I'm reading a book right now Uh where orgasm is referred to as the secret of secrets. (laughs) 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 Not if you're screaming, it's not.
0: Isn't that a Nicolas Cage movie?
1: Probably. (laughs) The secret orgasm.
0: The secret of secrets. The president's hat. Um, <laughs> okay. Sorry. A while ago, I posted this to the blog, but I don't think we ever talked about it, so I just wanted to mention it. Okay. Uh, I follow Mike Sterling on Twitter. He's fantastic. He's wonderful. He's a great guy. And um, he had tipped us, everybody off to a blog called Ciscoids Blog of Geekery. And at that site, uh, along with other things, he reviewed Trek Comics. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they are all kinds of Trek comics. He goes all the way back to the Horrible Gold Key comics and reviews those, to the more recent ones from um, Marvel, I guess, and everything in between. And the reviews are great because he does give you a breakdown summary of what happens, and then he's done a lot of scans from them. And he's funny as hell, mm-hmm. as you have to be if you're reviewing Trek comics. <clears throat> so what caught my attention was one particular comic that was all about um, Carol Marcus's relation with Kirk and he put this one panel up which was just the best panel ever that's why i had to put it up at the vlog and i will describe it but you should all go and have, have a look at it here it. It, it is too. so it's it's a picture of carol marcus on her bed which her bed is huge by the way it looks mm-hmm. like it takes up the entire room mm-hmm. and she's alone and she's naked and she's laying there cradling a pillow and uh, all around her, there's a shoe on the floor near the door. It looks like it was flung off in a fit of passion. There are two wine glasses on the table that are sort of half empty. There's a picture that's fallen over. They're oh, I, apparently, I forgot what that was. Yeah, banging so hard that things were, anyway. Falling and breaking. And, and she's laying there with her head buried in the pillow. And she says to herself, good Lord, I've slept with Jim Kirk again. Will I ever learn?
1: <laughs> I got to tell you. I love that panel so much. I made it into my background on my computer. But here's the thing. It's little. I mean, it's small. You yeah. know, and when I zoom it up, it gets it, it crappy. Yeah. So somebody who knows how to do these things, I want to have that made into a poster and have it framed I well, think it's worthy of that, but I don't want it to be crappy and pixelated. It's true.
0: Well, you know what? I could actually write to the person who runs Ciscoid's Blog of Geekery and ask them for the original scan and say, do you have it as a TIFF or something? And if so, could you send it to us? Because we'd really like to have it blown up and mounted. Right. I think we could do
1: that. I think that's a thing that one Trek fan would do for another. I would hope so. Now, um, I want you to go to the comments. Okay. Because the <laughs> good comments, I thought. I can't remember them right now.
0: here it is. The first one says, uh, it's from Pinky Fantastic and it says, if I were in her position I wouldn't want to learn. <laughs> really? And then uh, Anonymous said, this must be the infamous Captain's Rumpus Room. <laughs> that is one gigantic bed. <laughs> Which I totally agreed with. Yes. And then Bones Rodriguez says, what's she complaining about? She was just beamed by the Casanova of the Cosmos. Exactly.
1: It's great. It's yes. just great. And you know, really, you know I'm not a comic book fan, but the rendering of the shape of her body uh, and her ass and everything, you can see why Kirk was hot for her. Of course. It's great. Uh, and plus she had a giant bed. Yes. <laughs> now, are we sure it's hers and not his? I'm
0: pretty sure it's hers. I, oh, yeah, I read some she's of the context too again. Okay. That's you know, with her little her little Cinderella shoe in the corner there. I know. Doesn't it look like
1: a little Cinderella? And the, shoe? the the blue and yellow
0: strange pattern on this sheet. Well, you know, I think this is supposed to be light. I think these are shadows. Oh. Like there's some light source over here, like maybe there's a window up high and there's light coming through the windows. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's beautiful coloring though. And the things that are like just barely in the yeah. picture sex toys. Probably. I'm sure. Mm-hmm.
1: But it's great. Yes, I love it, and I definitely want it to be a poster.
0: Will I ever learn?
1: But um, I would white out all that and make my own dialogue. That could be a good contest.
0: Oh, that would be good.
1: Maybe instead of good Lord, she should say, thank you, God. I've just, just slept, slept with, with Jim Kirk, Kirk again. again. I hope he's coming back. <laughs> I don't think I can walk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I love that. That's a highlight. Mm. Okay, let's talk about one more thing. Could be okay. my thing, could be your thing. You want it to be your thing? Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. Okay,
1: the Emmys happened. Happened. Bill didn't win. Mm-hmm. But um, here is a, a, a neat little article. Um, it says celebs descend on swag havens Is he wearing for glasses free gifts. In picture? Yes, and we'll oh. talk about the picture. Um, it says nothing means as much to Emmy nominees as the recognition of their peers, right? Probably true. But if you made the gift suite scene(s) over this weekend, you may have a strong choice for number two: free stuff. Free stuff. Bo Bridges, Jackie Collins, William Shatner, and Lost star Terry O'Quinn were among those who snapped up swag at the DPA gifting suite run by Natalie Dubois Sissoko at the Peninsula Hotel. Up for grabs. Listen to the stuff they get. And you get this if you're nominated. Mm-hmm. Luxury trips to Bora Bora. Ooh. Couture dresses from So Delicious. <laughs> Designer shades from Emilio Pucci. Eco... and You just get to take as many as you want because it's St. Collins took two of those. Eco-friendly baby clothes. <laughs> and chemical-free and high-def cosmetics from Cogendo. Plus, mini facials and manicures to beautify nominees and their entourages. I would totally go and grab there all
0: of that There were special shit.
1: gifts for um, pets and babies too. So, uh, there, let's see what else is in it: guitar hero game sets, designer oh. handbags and sunglasses, fine cigars, at-home laser hair removal kits. Whoa, is that legal? <laughs> <laughs> um. Platinum pieces, the location is being kept secret because of the value of the Uh baubles. Stars were free to select from vintage Cartier and Tiffany jewels and unique platinum pieces from around the world. Stylist Michael O'Connor said to expect more bling on the men than in Red Carpets Past. Um, But there is a really nifty picture here of Bill with someone named Niecy Nash. I don't
0: know who that is. I don't
1: know who that is. But he's got a very genuine smile on his face. He does. He looks very happy. So he's really happy to be getting free stuff. Well, he's Bill, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, he's, uh, he's wearing glasses. Does he wear glasses? Um, you know, this is going to sound so dopey, but uh, I believe it was our friend Killa uh-huh. was at the convention where they did, like, a radio reading that had John Delancey and Lenny Oh, that's voice.
0: right. I've seen that, And yeah. Gil
1: was a surprise guest. Uh-huh. And, and Killa said something, maybe to me privately, maybe she posted it. She said, I know, you know, it sounds silly, but when he, you know, gets out his glasses and puts them on, I just really like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking... Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> so I think the reason that he's wearing the glasses in this
0: picture mm-hmm. was that as he was going around picking up the free stuff, he was reading all the designer labels on everything.
1: And maybe there were, you know, tags on telling you how much it's worth. That too. Yeah. So he's
0: just making sure. Yeah, you know. But he looks real happy. He looks cute. He? And hilarious. It's a story about celebrities picking up free stuff and who did they choose to put in the picture? <laughs> Bill. Bill. Oh, oh it's he's calling, calling he's again. calling again. Do you want to get that? Yes. All right. <laughs> That's I've hilarious. Got... You have to tell Bill to stop calling you
1: during the show. During the show. I know, but you know, it's such an honor to get a call from him. I know, especially when I...
0: we're in the middle of talking about him, which is always so. Yeah,
1: and you know, he really sounded like he was smiling, just like this. Just like I that have picture. Said, Do you have your glasses? on? <laughs> Do you
0: think um, he's one of those people who um, constantly leaves his glasses around and never knows where they are? Or do you think he puts them in a little case and has them in his pocket or whatever? Because there's only two types of people. Really? When it comes to the glasses thing. Boy, that's a toughie. I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, at home. Not when yeah. he's out and he has a handler who carries his man purse and all that stuff. <laughs> But at home, at home, I think he leaves them around. And, and and Elizabeth finds them for him. Yeah. Honey, where's my glasses? On your
1: head. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Would, I think at home, he, he leaves them around. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, and time, she's his handler.
0: That's true. She is his handler. That's very true. Uh, Let's wrap this up for now. Okay. Um, And, you know, leave them wanting more, as always. As always. Keep checking the blog. There always is more. Keep checking the blog. There's always new stuff on the blog. Um, And keep checking out uh, Twitter for new stuff that gets posted there. And please keep sending us email because, oh, how we love to get
1: email. And I'm going to apologize to everybody. I have been really lame about responding to email for over a month. Mm -hmm. I've just been bad, bad, bad. But I am taking a little break. And one of my plans during the break is to dig back through email. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just talking about show email. I've been bad with personal email and and everything. Oh, I have too. And so I'm going to really try and clear out a lot of that. So don't give up on me if I haven't written back. Many of you have sent me all kinds of wonderful news and, and things. And some of it got onto the show and some of it didn't, but I do want to respond. Yeah, and same
0: goes for me. Several people have written to me and I've just been too, like Tony, Our good friend Tony in Chicago. I feel really bad. Uh, Sorry, Tony. I've just been too busy doing stuff. I've been too busy to write you a proper letter. That's what it is. All right. So uh, we'll wrap this up, and we'll be back next time with even more stuff and uh, some fun stuff, too. Okay. Okay.